Have you ever read a description from a survivor of an explosion? Shrapnel, which is pieces of glass, metal, or flying debris from a fragmentation grenade, would be driven with piercing force into the body at enormous rates of speed. The heat from this explosion would be felt almost immediately. Soon, the burning sensation changes to coldness, particularly as shock sets in. The closer a person is to an explosion, the greater the harm. Does that sound like life? Thank you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, teacher, and conference speaker. Sharing lessons from the Word of God is her passion. Now, back to today's important study. You know bad news is like an explosion. It's immediately painful and abruptly shocking, knocking people off their feet. The cold numbness it leaves behind is a side effect that takes time to resolve. Explosions in life, in the ministry, in families, these have been happening for years now, and they're sad reminders of our perilous times. What can a Christian do when something has happened to cause the earth to feel like it's crumbling underneath their feet? What can we do when tragedy strikes, leaving us dazed and wounded? There are some things that we can do, and we're going to study those things in this lesson on how to survive an explosion in life. If you're taking notes, this lesson will have four points with Scripture as usual. The first thing to do when you're trying to survive an explosion in life is turn up the prayer to the maximum level. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 is a verse that has three words, pray without ceasing. So what does that mean? That means when you've gone through something catastrophic, walk around praying. When you sit down, pray. Kneel by a chair and pray. Pray everywhere you go. Pray in the car. Lay on your pillow at night and fall asleep with prayer on your lips. Wake up in the morning and don't move until you've prayed. Pray as if you were the only prayer warrior on duty. Did you know that the word overwhelmed is in the Bible? It sure is. Psalm 61, 2 says, From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Overwhelmed is a common human condition, and it's a result of having things happen that are extremely hard. So we shouldn't be surprised when we're overwhelmed. And while we're praying, remember that we're not the only ones who are going through something hard. I've found that it always helps when I'm going through something hard to make a list of the names of other people that I can think of and pray for them specifically, because everyone's got something, don't they? Pray for everyone involved in anything you can think of that's hard. We will never pray too much, and God will never get tired of hearing from us. So to survive an explosion in life, turn up the prayer to the maximum level. Number two out of four, offer to help. We know that Proverbs 17.17 is such a popular verse because we think of it in the form of friendship, but the second part of the verse is also a hint for us. It says, a friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. We were born to serve not only the Lord, but one another. And there are times when we really can come to the aid of someone who's going through something that has them so off their feet 
that they really need the guidance and the love of someone who's not going through a difficult time. So if you're close to a situation that's hard and really has been very painful for others, and you're able to help from the inside, help with actions, but only few words. People in shock and in shocking situations need reassurance that God has not abandoned them and that they will be all right eventually. Speak the truth, but very, very carefully and sparingly, because too many words overwhelm a heart that's already hurting. Also keep in mind that there may be other ways that are just plain old practical that you could help someone who's going through an explosion in their lives. Providing food, child care, or just your listening ear. And a listening ear is not a talking mouth. Understand that a lot of times when someone has gone through something that was super abrupt, I mean, they woke up in the morning and their whole world was different, they really don't need our analyzing. Whoever put out a one ad for an armchair analyst, we don't need to analyze. We need to pray. We need to help. And we need to be good listeners. And then remember to be there helpfully when the mob thins out. Usually when something bad happens, whether it's a death in the family or it's a catastrophe in the ministry, there's lots of people who want to come around at first, and then there's no one. It really makes a difference when there's someone there at the point where it's really most needed, which is after the shock has worn off. Be consistently loving and steadfastly reassuring when you're dealing with someone who's gone through a bomb blast in their life. And don't be surprised if you really can't find the words to say to some of the statements that a person may make. Just be there. You're not there to answer everything. You're there to just meet needs. Now, what if you're the one in need? Let people help. Going it alone can lead to despair or even really cause you to want to quit altogether. You want to be sure that you don't try that stunt. Being the person who says, I'm just going to push everyone away. I can't trust anyone anymore. I'm not going to talk to anyone. All that's going to do is make you feel really deeper in pain, and it'll make you feel deeper in isolation. Don't do that. Please let people help you. Please let people walk with you. So offer to help and let people help. Number three out of four, do not panic. Well, that's easier said than done, isn't it? Panic is a temporary reaction, not a permanent address. So our initial human nature is to really react with panic when something horrible has happened. But keep this in mind. Proverbs 3, 25 through 26 says this, Be not afraid of sudden fear, neither of the desolation of the wicked when it cometh. For the Lord shall be thy confidence and shall keep thy foot from being taken. Sudden fear, these things that happen that just came out of nowhere and you had no idea it was coming. God doesn't want us to be afraid, but he knows that we will initially be afraid and that we will initially panic. But remember this, bad news is not the end of your life. Even though it may change the face of a ministry or your family, it is not the end of your life. Now, when an explosion in life was not your fault, the Lord can keep thy foot from being taken. Remember that there are some times when people who are related to you or that are tied to you in some other way, they may do things that absolutely blow up all over you too. 
Don't you wish bomb blasts were limited to just the people who committed an offense? But it doesn't work like that. So just remember, when an explosion in life was not your fault, the Lord is going to take care of you. Our grandmothers, many of our grandmothers used to say, and this is not a Bible verse, but it's it's a good principle, this too shall pass. How many of you have ever gone through something that was so hard and so painful you thought you'd never feel normal again? But where are you now? Is life at least a little better, a little softer now? Remind yourself and remind others that the sun will shine again. It just may not feel like it right now. And finally, number four in how to survive a bomb blast, recycle good news. Now, Proverbs eleven thirteen talks about the talebearer, and that translates as a scandal monger. They're kind of like the ambulance chasers of bad news. It says this in the verse, A talebearer revealeth secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. You know there's a sickening tendency to keep bad news alive by discussing it and analyzing situations over and over again. This has been made so much easier now by our technology. But what good does it do? The focus should be on repair, not on rehashing. Don't fan the destructive flames of gossip by participating in useless discussions about what happened, what happened. And on this note, Never try to be the first with the scoop on bad news. You know, there's no benefit in rushing around to make sure that people know about something horrible that has happened. It serves no good purpose, but it does spread more pain. It is not an easy thing to go through an explosion in life. There's actually even advice online for how to survive an explosion, and as I was researching that, it made me think of how this advice helps a user who's going through an explosion in their life, even if it's not a war-torn kind of hand grenade explosion. Listen to this description. Remain in a covered position throughout the initial blast and expect a momentary loss of breath as a great deal of oxygen may be displaced, varying in intensity by the force of the explosion. That came from ehow.com. Staying in the Word and in prayer is a way of remaining in a covered position. Of course, if you were at the epicenter or the middle of the explosion, you have taken a direct hit and you will need more time to heal. Realize that the force of an explosion in your life will leave you feeling painfully dazed and disoriented for some time to come. Your heart may even literally ache as you process everything that has changed in your life in a virtual moment of time. The Lord knows your pain and will comfort you like never before. This is a valley of the shadow of death time. You don't have to fear any evil, just as it says in Psalm 23, 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. As soon as possible, when you've gone through an explosion in your life, seek godly counsel and allow someone to help you. If we need the help, let's get the help. If we're helpers, let's be the best helpers we could possibly be. Psalm 2517 is a heartfelt prayer for those who are going through an explosion in life. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. Oh, bring thou me out of my distresses. You've been listening to Francie Taylor. 
For more from Francie, visit KeepTheHeart.com for devotionals, books, and the popular Bible study series, I See You, In Christ Unconditionally. ICU is flexible by design and encourages users to develop the habit of daily Bible study. Visit KeepTheHeart.com today. Thank you for listening.